Depict Voices. As you probably noticed, the Paris Institute for Critical Thinking has intensified its online outreach since the outset of the coronavirus pandemic. While we reject online teaching, since we believe that critical and creative thinking best happens face-to-face, we are determined to support our community through other forms of online outreach, such as podcasts and social media campaigns. Picked Voices is an interview series conducted by Picked faculty with notable members of the broader Picked community. Our goal is to present our community with a variety of voices across the spectrum of the humanities and critical creative thinking. To achieve this, we will interview a broad spectrum of thinkers ranging from scholars to journalists. Our first interview is with Mortaza Behboudi, a journalist corresponding for Moria Camp in Lesbos in Greece right now. Hello, Mortaza. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me. Well, Mortaza, um, we know that this is not the first time that you're spending, uh, spending time on Moria, uh, on Lesbos. This is not the first time that you've gone over there. Could you give us a general overview of the situation? And maybe you could also talk about how has it changed since the last time that you were there? Yes, this is the third time that I'm coming to Lesbos Island, visiting the Moria camp. Uh, the Moria camp, the refugee Moria camp now today, um, uh, built, uh, the region built for 2,200 people. Today, there are more than 19,000 refugee asylum seekers they are inside now. The health and living condition is catastrophic in Moria Africa. They are highly inhuman because they don't have access um, to the, the, the hygienic products, water, uh, and with this upcoming, uh, I mean, the, the coming um, pandemic, uh, corona pandem- pandemic, and they are blocked down in the uh, Moria camp. And they cannot go outside uh, to, to, to buy something and they are all closed. Uh, only those wants to go to to, to buy some uh, to visit the the medicines uh, and hospital. They can go outside. Only one person of family. And uh, uh, yes, the, the the condition is catastrophic right now here. Of course, the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, is not making things easier for them. So so what changed after the the pandemic? Yes, um, actually, because they, as they don't have uh, uh, access to water uh, sometimes and electricity and hygienic products, they cannot protect themselves. We see everywhere with the posters they're putting in the camp that protect yourself and don't fear about the coronavirus. But this is not possible without the uh, hygienic products, without savon, without water. They cannot, sometimes they don't have water. They're closing um, uh, up the water from uh, 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. They don't have water at the night, during the night. They don't have water. It's first. And the second is that the, these refugees are abandoned in this special moment uh, with the uh, COVID-19. Um, and uh, there, there are no NGOs in the field, volunteers, because they have to stay home to protect uh, and uh, now um, the um, this island is are uh, all they are all in confined as I am now and I can go from here to return to France and and I have to stay here until first uh, of May for example and if you can see those refugees two years ago when I visited the camp they were six thousand people today they are more than nineteen thousand 
most of them, the majority, they are children. The children, they are, they are, they are playing with the garbage. They don't know how to protect. They, they don't have a, a water, and, uh, they, they, and they don't have access sometimes to the medical supplies because uh, doctors, they are closed uh, during the weekends, sometimes uh, uh, during the week as well, um, and there are only 10 doctors in the island. I mean, in the camp for more than 19,000 uh, asylum seekers. That's absolutely incredible. Um, and Morteza, could you, uh, so you were talking about the obvious health risks uh, that are present right now with regard to the coronavirus and mm -hmm. the situation with the doctors is, is truly deplorable. Maybe, but something that goes uh, often goes uh, unmentioned, unnoticed, is also the situation regarding mental health under situations like this. Uh, because yes. uh, when people are confined like this and when people have to fear when people have to fear for their safety and for their health, this also, uh, of course, this also has a psychological impact. And refugees are mm -hmm. already a psychologically heavily impacted population. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about the mental health? Of, of course, yeah. As you see, you are now in based in Paris. I mean, you have internet in, at, at home. You have everything. You can pass your moment. You can watch movies, read books, everything. But in Moria camp, in the refugee camp, without internet, without books, you, how you want to stay and uh, pass this, uh, uh, to be confined, close up. And uh, uh, they are uh, thinking every day. Uh, they don't have an internet, of course. Uh, they, sometimes they don't have access to, to the telephones as well. Um, and the violence is growing right now. People, they're attacking inside the camp during the night. They cannot sleep sometimes, the children as well. Um, this is the very big problem for the, for, the, for the population of the camp because they're not NGOs. Because Sometimes they can do sports with the NGO called Sports and Yoga and Sport for Refugees. For example, one of the NGOs were, uh, was working before, but now uh, they're confined in the island. They cannot go to the camp. Those Refugees, asylum seekers, uh, now they are very sad, they are in the tents, sometimes they are, they are outside. Um, at the night, I, I passed the, um, the night before inside the camp because I, I go enter the camp as a refugee and I couldn't uh, get out from the camp and I slept in the camp. And I couldn't sleep. I slept three hours at night because I couldn't. Um, people, they were singing, they're, uh, I mean, they're attacking with the, with the knives sometimes because uh, they think that the violence uh, is the solution that uh, the, uh, the, the, the Greek government or the European leaders, uh, they transfer them to the, um, to the mainland, for example. But uh, and sometimes we see that those, this mental issue, health they um, put them in danger because uh, the the women sometimes a few women they are they became pregnant in order to uh, to become vulnerable and uh, and to leave the island but now it doesn't work it doesn't work and the, the the authority they knew that that they are trying to become vulnerable in order to leave the island going to the mainland and this is a very big issue for the for and this is a very a, a big challenge for the doctors, those they are in the in the field, uh, and I understand uh, about the medical supplies because this island, the, with the population of more than eighty uh, thousand people, and 
we see that more than 30% of the island are refugees and asylum seekers, more than 19,000 um, 19, people they are here, 20,000 with the other camp, because we have two camps, Moria camp, the biggest one, with uh, more than 19,000, and other one more than 1,500, the Karatape, those that are vulnerable families. While we are facing with the problems of being locked down in our, our, our comfortable houses, people who already have health uh, issues like, like chronic diseases in the camp, and people who already uh, have been traumatized by, by being a, just simply being a refugee, like, like leaving their, their houses behind and their families and their loved ones. And they face, face uh, with the situation, and you say that since there are no NGOs helping them right now, or there is no state behind these people, they're actually finding it difficult to, to express themselves in any way than, than violence. They, yes, they, they don't have any option right now because, uh, yes, of course, they flew the, the country because of persecution, because of the war. Most of them are Syrian, Afghans, uh, other countries, Syrian and and Somalians, for example. But uh, right now, we have to evacuate the, uh, the refugees from Greek island. This is the, the solution now that uh, Médecins Sans Frontières, uh, Doctor Without Borders, they, they're, they're calling the EU leaders in order to evacuate urgently um, the Greek uh, refugee camps now, mostly in islands. Um, and uh, right now, um, we don't have, uh, I mean, we don't see the pictures and the Uh, films, uh, stories from inside the camp. One of the, uh, the refugee uh, girl, uh, Freshta, 17 years old, she told me that we are living with, uh, she's living with uh, her mother and her sister in the room, in the room of two meters, only two meters. They're sleeping um, inside and she's living sometime during the day, uh, leaving the room in order her mother her sick mother to be more comfortable and this is when we see the situation that she's thinking about her mother her mother is sick and she's not she cannot see the doctor because she has to uh, line every day because there, there, one of the Congolese refugees told me that we start our day by going by lining and we finish by lining as well lining for foods lining for taking shower and lining for for to eat It's a really, really heavy uh, situation, Murtaza. Uh, one question that I want to ask you is, right now you're saying that there is no government or NGO presence inside the camp. Is that correct? Uh, only NGOs and volunteers. They, they have, uh, uh, we have, uh, I mean, uh, the responsible of the camp, I mean, the authorities there in the place and the army and the police. They are uh, there as well in order uh, to not let refugees to go outside and not let NGOs and volunteers to come and visit the refugees inside the camp. And the camp is uh, it's locked down right now. Okay. And can you uh, tell us maybe about um, what the refugees are doing in order to self-organize inside of the camp? Yes. I mean... Um, inside the camp, uh, we see that this, this is the, is the, the Moria camp is a hell. Uh, and inside the hell, it's a small paradise because you don't need the, uh, any paper in order to go and buy your food or bread because they are, they, in the capacity of adaption, it's, it's high and they are, 
they're building the micro economy inside, they're uh, making breads, they have a bakery inside the camp, they're selling things, they're, they're living like this, they're, they're playing with a kite, for example. We, I, I, um, I passed my day during the first day of uh, Nowruz, the Persian New Year, with the Afghans inside the camp, and they were playing with, uh, with the kites, because you know the tradition in Afghanistan is to playing with the kite during the first day of the uh, spring. And, and yes, they're playing inside the camp, and they're, the, the problem is sometimes, because this is the, uh, they're, they're, they, they are trying to protect the population in the camp, and they're saying, no, you have to uh, keep your distance from your, your because how, how you want to protect them? Because all the tents uh, are uh, very, they're, they're building the tents uh, next by next. And there's no um, distance between the tents. And people, when they're going to line, taking food, thousand, more than 5,000 every day, they're lining every day to in order to get food. And uh, I, I shoot some videos, and we, and we see them that they're lining for four five hours every day in order to eat and see how they can protect um, from uh, COVID-19. Uh, they're all... Uh, staying here like sardines, like, you know, they're sleeping uh, together and there's no distance. And they, even they don't, have, as I said, they, they don't have a hygienic products, water in order to wash their hands uh, daily. Yes, you mentioned that um, evacuation at this point is the only solution because if the evacuation doesn't happen and the coronavirus spreads to the camps, then it will be mm -hmm. impossible to stop it, uh, stop it from spreading to everybody. Yes. Do you think that the EU and Greece, Greek authorities, are going to do this? Do you think it's realistic to hope that uh, these camps will be evacuated? Of course. As I said, that uh, the evacuation is only a, a solution for the, these refugees here in Moria camp. Uh, why? Because, you know, now they are trying to protect. They, are, they lock down the refugees inside the camp. Okay. And, and they are trying to not let refugees, uh, not the refugees to go outside and not NGOs and volunteers to come inside. But in the same time, those authorities, police, they are going to the city and coming back. If, I mean, imagine, they can transfer the, um, the corona from the city to the camp as well. I mean, why they, are, they lock the down them inside the camp and they don't they don't let them coming outside and but uh, the police and authority they're going to the city and coming back to the camp and this is the problem and as doctor without borders said that the the only solution is evacuation to going to other islands because we have many islands in in, in Greece that they can welcome refugees and asylum seekers. For example, uh, we have uh, those that are near to the to the to the big cities. For example, we have Thessaloniki, we have Athenos Island. There, there are only one refugee family. They are there, and uh, you know they can welcome them. Um, the the um, uh, those they are living in the islands uh, with the uh, uh, little population, for example, small populations, they can uh, uh, welcome them in the island. And this is the only solution. This is possible, of course, because they are, uh, not, they, we don't have uh, uh, confirmed cases in the Moria camp. We had, uh, since uh, they were negative, uh, two suspected cases to men in the camp uh, two weeks ago, but hopefully the, uh, the test uh, was uh, negative for those men. But uh, imagine, we, we, are, we have to think um, uh, about the future, what's going on, uh, what will happen in, uh, in the next weeks. 
if we don't evacuate them, um, it becomes a big problem for the uh, refugees, for the people in the island as well. And uh, the only solution is the evacuation of refugees and asylum seekers from Moria camp. Yes, I think I think this, you're making a very a good point because, uh, as a matter of fact, often I think people uh, tend to perceive the refugees as the origin of some kind of problem or of some kind of contamination. But as a as a matter of fact, as you point out, the refugees are actually more exposed and more at risk than uh, than than the general population of the island. And as you were saying, it could be very easy for the disease. To to spread from the uh -huh. free and uh, native population of the islands to the refugees, not the other way around. So these are the most vulnerable people in our societies right now. And we, we need to, as you were saying, we must find ways to protect them. We must find ways to extend uh, uh, our community uh, to include them. Uh, thank you very much, Mortaza. Thank you, Mortaza. Thank you. And uh, just for the, for to, to finish, the last word is that we cannot, you know, understand the reality. If those refugees, they can, they don't go to the society to speak to the people, they cannot to integrate. The, the people of the um, host country, they cannot understand what's going on, really, what's the story, why they're coming. And they have to communicate with each other in order to be accepted in the society. This is that that we we can uh, welcome them easily, and uh, now they are they are vulnerable, and uh, they, that that can be be a very very dangerous for the population. As you say, more than ever, I think it's very important that we continue sharing these people's voices against the apathy of the silent majority. Thank you, Morteza, yes. for, 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 for sharing their voices. Uh, thank you very much, Morteza. Uh, this, this concludes the first episode of Picked Voices. Watch the space for updates about our next interview, and we hope to welcome you again soon.